everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. One of us might actually be drunk this time. Gab, what are you drinking? Nothing. I literally just walked into my place and I haven't even had time to get myself a glass of water. Um, what are you doing tonight? I just bonked my head on my own speakers. <laughs> oh, God. And your fancy new microphone? It's the same model as the old microphone. It's just a new one because the old one, I guess, was dying. But you've got that screen thingy now, too. The pop filter, yeah. Exactly. A pop filter. So I just want people to know I'm not randomly getting intoxicated on a Monday night. So I'm on a softball team and we recently won our tournament. I actually couldn't play in the tournament because I was at the NWSL final. But I went to the practices and stuff. So we had the team party tonight. And it was BYOB and everybody BY their B. What did you be? Why? Uh, there was several beers. There was soju. There were margaritas. Wait, you, you OB'd all of that? No, 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 no. I only brought the soju. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what What did you bring to the party? Yeah, I brought so- soju. soju. So you had beers and soju and margaritas. Yes. And what else did you enjoy? Um, chips and cheese. Well, see, I thoroughly enjoy when you go out on a weeknight because I uh, was at work on a weeknight. So I'm living vicariously through you. We also had um, teppanyaki. Oh, have you had teppanyaki? I don't know. What is it? So it's this Japanese like kind of street food where they put batter into like a hot griddle and there's a little um, thing filling in the middle and they just like fry it real quick. So it's this delicious ball of carbs with whatever you want in the middle and we had like um, fresh octopus and brie and scallions and stuff to put in the middle of ours. I have never had such a thing. Mm-hmm. And then you put like toppings and stuff on it, like um, uh, uh, dashi and um, you know Japanese style sauces, a little bit mm-hmm. of mayo. Very delicious. Well, fun. I'm glad you were able to go out and and enjoy yourself this evening. Um, what uh, what tournament was it? Was it like the end of summer tournament, or was it a like? Is this uh, softball team gonna keep going? No, it was just a like literally a one day <laughs> fall tournament that I unfortunately ah. somehow for like did not see conflicting with the NWSL final. And then obviously I had to go cover the NWSL final, so they won without me. <laughs> obviously had to cover it, not come out here and enjoy yourself. I don't see why the two have to be mutually exclusive. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. I just like that you prioritized work above a vacation. I mean, the NWSL final is both, right? True. I, I'm just saying you chose one to put put one above the other. Anyway... <laughs> so somebody ha- is a little lubricated tonight. Yes. Um what so so I get this text message at 6:45 uh p.m. 
basically uh, uh, asking if I want to record tonight. So what would you like to record us talking about? Well, some stuff has happened since the last time we spoke on the record. We, uh, we're preparing for a couple of friendlies. Uh, w League has really kicked off. Australia formally announced their bid for the World Cup. Uh, FIFA is fucking up left, right, and center again. Always. You know, there's plenty to talk about. All right, let's catch up. We haven't we haven't spoken in a few weeks, so uh, what would you like to start with? Do you just want to dive into how FIFA is fucking up again? Well, I mean, what day is it? It's Monday. Today is technically a Monday. All right. So, uh, FIFA, FIFA, FIFA. Uh, I just, I hate that KK works for FIFA now. Like, I was super excited about it when she got the position. And now I hate it because she has to fucking toe the company line and she has to sell us on how awesome this not awesome thing is. I know. Like, Karina LeBlanc is such a good person and she's such a good hype woman and she's being asked to hype fifa which is essentially bad right like she's being asked to hype fifa who so so let's explain what what did fifa do maybe it was last week or two weeks ago it was so october 27th so about eight nine days ago when we're as we're recording this 30 days Mm -hmm. yeah Technically CONCACAF for KK, but, you know, uh, FIFA announced they're increasing prize money for the Women's World Cup to $30 million, which on the surface sounds good, right? Previous, pri- previous prize money, $15 million to $30 million, doubling it. Yep, doubling it. it. That sounds awesome. It sounds Way to awesome. go, FIFA. And then you realize... They're increasing the men's World Cup prize money from three hundred fifty-eight to four hundred million dollars, so that the amount that they're increasing the men's money is more than double the amount they're increasing the women's money. So clearly, it's not a question of oh, we don't have the money to put into the women's game. We we don't have it. Like it, we we we've allocated the funds. However, they have the money. They have the money, and they've just decided to not put it into the women's game. And then, of course, you've got all the fucking, you know, dung beetles out there. I don't even say, like, dung beetles serve a purpose. We've got all the fucking vestigial organs out there who want to say, like, oh, but the women's game doesn't attract attention. And, you know, you can't put money into it until it shows that it's worth a profit. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? What kind of backwards, like, Some people video are just living... In the 90s, they still think it's 1991, and they don't think that uh, women's sport deserves uh, anything because it can't generate, uh, you know, $7 billion in shady, shady, shady profits and isn't surrounded by uh, fucking corporate, mm, like... I'm just remembering... mm, I just... People make me so mad. I'm just remembering I there was a video a while ago where Jerome Valk, who is, you know, not involved with FIFA anymore because of all the corruption, but 
back in the day, he fucking admitted on camera that he didn't really bother to try to shop around sponsorship deals for the Women's World Cup because he's like, no one's interested. And it's like, how do you fucking know if you're not willing to like hustle? If you're not willing to put the money in, if you're not willing to find sponsors, how can it possibly fucking grow? It's so antithetical to like basic concepts of business. And, and then, you know, the, these fucking homunculi want to be like, women's soccer doesn't earn money, so we shouldn't put any more money into it. And it's like, why don't you go jump up your own butt? I mean, they might. And that, that could be a thing that they are into. <laughs> um, but FIFA is not supposed to be revenue generating. Right. It's a nonprofit. It's a fucking non-profit. U.S. soccer is not supposed to be revenue generating. It's a fucking non-profit. So where the fuck is all of this development money going? Oh, they doubled the the women's the the women's tournament prize money, but still less than a tenth of what the men get. It's just infuriating. Where. Like, no one wants to think about the context of the long history of discrimination against women and women in sports, a traditionally male-dominated arena. And they just want to, like, be like, well, look how much money it brought in. So clearly it's inferior to men. It's like, well, why don't you look at yourself in the mirror? Clearly you're inferior to the rest of us. That was mean. But people who say that deserve it. I'm not arguing with the point that you just made. I think I think the point you just made is just as valid as the points that they're trying to make. Anyway, you have to spend money to make money. You do have to spend money to make money. And it's just insulting to try to pitch this thing as, hey, look at We are amazing and awesome and we doubled the prize money. So the players' associations, basically, of Australia, United States, and Sweden that I've seen so far sent an official letter to FIFA Secretary General Fatma Samora being like, hey, please don't approve this $30 million prize because it should actually be way more than that. Mm-hmm. I think FIFA went ahead and approved it. Um you know, I don't know that these players' associations realistically expected FIFA to stop what they were doing and listen. Since when has FIFA ever stopped and listened to a rational argument, especially from women? But they're on the record now, so no one can be like, well, you didn't complain when the time was right, so, you know, fuck you, pal. They they put their complaint on the record at at the very least, so it's out there. So many of them did. Short of, like, challenging Johnny Infantino to a fist fight in Zurich at noon, what else can you do? I would watch that. Johnny Infantino, I, Steph Young, of two drunk fans, challenge you to a fist fight in Zurich in front of FIFA headquarters. If I win, I get to dictate FIFA policy towards women's soccer until for the next 10 years. I'm so for that. <laughs> and if you win, which you won't, then you get nothing. <laughs> then she goes home. Yeah, I just go home and don't mention this again. Totally, totally, totally see this happening. So here's my thing. Um, I want to arrange for this to happen. And then once you win, we can go watch the Spice Girls. <laughs> 
Step and we one, can spice up our life. Beat up Gianni Infantino. Step two, fix international women's <laughs> soccer. Step three, Spice Girls reunion. Yes! That sounds awesome. I'm in. I'm in. This this is our 2019 plan. Do you care that they're not going to have posh? I don't care that they're not going to have posh. I kind of care because, I mean, how amazing would it be to have Victoria Beckham <laughs> on stage? <laughs> Dancing, pretending to dance around while there's like pyrotechnics and shit. Anyway, FIFA sucks. This money prize money thing is fucking arbitrary by the own figures that they themselves put out not anything that any like journalists had to dig or like there was a leak because there was a leak fifa got fucking hacked but by their like their own numbers they fucking played themselves they made themselves look bad (laughs) uh it just backfired so bad like it makes me want to know who their pr person is they should promote Karina LeBlanc. <laughs> they should promote Karina LeBlanc, but then she has to fucking sell us this shit. Uh, yeah. You know? Like, what they need to do is promote Karina LeBlanc, like, six times so that she can stop this shit from happening. So she has Infantino's job, so that she's actually in charge of FIFA. No! You're gonna beat him up, and then you will be in charge. Oh, that's true. That's how it works. If you can beat up the head of FIFA, you become the head of FIFA. Oh, uh, I mean, FIFA is is basically the mob. And I'm pretty sure that's how the mob worked because I've seen gangs of New York and that's how the gangs in New York worked. So gangs in Zurich are the same way. So am I Leonardo DiCaprio in this instance? I believe so for this one. And we all know how that ended. Okay. Well, I look forward to uh, falling in love with Cameron Diaz. Do it. (laughs) She's going to pick your pockets, so. That's fine. (laughs) That's, That's fine. You'll just pick them right back. Sure, we can call it that. We can, we it can that take way. Cameron Diaz to the Spice Girls. So that was FIFA's latest fuck up. Um... <laughs> I love that you're trying to transition. We don't have any transition. Let's just talk about the United <laughs> States and its upcoming friendlies because the United States is scheduled to play Portugal and Scotland very soon. Very soon. Like, I'm pretty sure the women's national team is in Lisbon. Portugal. Yes, they are. Their Instagram has just, it's all been like the same picture from different angles. It's all just, and it's all been labeled Lisbon. Yeah. United States versus Portugal on Thursday, and then USA versus Scotland next week, Tuesday. I don't know that either of these teams particularly is going to put up a fight. I, I thought that Scotland would if Kim Little wasn't injured. Do you, do you know like who the fuck injures Kim Little? I mean, we know who injured Kim Little. I know. It just infuriates me so much. Drew Spence. It's bad. Chelsea. Bad news bears. Drew Spence, you know what you did. Bad news bears. I think it's most interesting, I guess for us at least, on this side of the pond to look at the roster and see first of all number one the number one thing that i'm interested in is danny colaprico being called up for this roster okay why because she's long been on the fringes of the women's national team like not even fringe but like fringe of the fringe but she's perpetually one of those players who it's like she could be 
a really she could add so much depth to our midfield. Do we need more depth in our midfield? That's the thing, though. Our midfield is that where right we need depth? Is probably <laughs> as deep as it's ever gonna be. So I think I think we've hit the bottom of our depth chart on the midfield. I think we've hit the bottom, maybe your sex tape. Well, you know. <laughs> I would love to see Danny Colprico get some time, though, and just have a really good time out there on the field. Even if she never gets called up again, knock on wood, um, if she just, you know, gets a cap, makes a little... We need, we need her to get cap-tied. Get cap-tied, make a little money. Yep. Is she eligible for any other country, though? I have no idea. I don't know. She could marry into another country. Like, I don't know if it's a Chiomo Bogogu situation where she was born in London and so she, now she's in camp with England. Right? Like, I just want to camp. Ca- I want to cap tie so many players now. I want to be like, you get a cap and you get a cap. And this has always been our fucking program. Like, this has always been. Our mantra is cap tie as many as you can. Diversify who's going into these camps as much as you fucking can. Wait, who do you want to cap tie then? Well, I don't know. But, I mean, we've been talking about how the women's national team roster needs to be bigger than 27 players. They brought back in Jess McDonald. Uh, Allie Long is also back in after, you know, it seemed like Jill didn't really have room for her when the rosters were smaller. Well, I mean, talk about depth in the midfield. In the midfield, like, the way that they've been playing Allie Long, there's Sam Mewis, Morgan Bryan, and Julie Ertz ahead of her in line. Even, like, an injured Morgan Bryan. So, yeah, that's a lot of talent to overcome. Yeah. Like, we have a really, really, really solid team. I'm just saying any player in our development program should get cap-tied. Could you imagine if Jill Ellis, It could you imagine if U.S. Soccer said, every year we will cap-tie 25, 25 new players? Do you think that we have 25 players who are worthy of being cap tied every year though? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure we do. From mm. both like from the U21 uh, and the U23 teams. U20s and U23s, absolutely. Like that's that's how you create this development program and that's how you fucking kick players like Carly Lloyd into retirement. Let's say 20 new players capped every year, and let's say we play a minimum of 10 friendlies a year. We tend to play more than that because... Yeah, I think I think money. we play upwards of like 15 or even 20, yeah. given She Believes and Four Nations or what... Nations of Tournament or whatever we call that yeah, between thing the with Brazil. We usually play at least a dozen friendlies every year. So even if we only play 10 and we want to cap 20, that's two new players each friendly. That's not the biggest order. I just don't know if we actually do have the talent pool for that. Although if you were like, okay, that's a requirement, it definitely would require an expansion of the talent pool. Exactly. You know, Given our youth team's recent um, failures, sure, we'll call them failures. <laughs> I was going to be a little bit nicer than that, but they're failures. Uh, yeah, maybe it would force more scouting, more. I, 
thinking. I think it it would it, it would make us less reliant on the NCAA program. Huh. Less reliant on NCAA, and then where are the where are they scouting then? For like the Utah I don't program? know. I don't know. We we find like other clubs. We find. Uh, you know, more players are, are potentially going international, right? The, 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 the thing that the thing that's broken right now is is this funnel that we have that is you play competitive club soccer, then you go to a NCAA school and you know you you stay within within this really, really elite program. And we've been talking about the, how the pay to play program is broken. So if at the highest level, we have to cap tie, you know, 15 to 20 new players a year. It doesn't mean two new players every match. There could be there could be friendlies that we're playing against Portugal or Scotland where we cap five players. But you give the kids a chance. And you create an environment where the veterans don't feel safe and comfortable. Like, sure, maybe maybe in the 12 months leading up to a World Cup, you want them to have a sense of comfort. You want them to be in a happy place. So maybe maybe the 12 months leading up, that's not the time when we're experimenting. And, you know, but but Jill, the head coach is not required to define who the players are they're going up to like two months before the tournament. I guess I would like to see after the World Cup – a little more mix and match. I I guess I agree with you there. I'm going to talk you into this. I'm <laughs> going to wear you down. You're going to see that this is a brilliant idea, and you can run FIFA, and I'll run U.S. soccer. So you want quotas on how many new caps per year? I want there to be some sort of target or goal in how many new caps per year. Well, we might see it because April Heinrichs is stepping down as technical director after this year. Yeah, I think I think that's fantastic. I think that U.S. soccer is stale and needs to be revitalized. Stale, male, and pale. Stale, male, and pale. Yeah. That is U.S. soccer right there. Gosh. Can you even imagine, did you see the news tonight that... Uh, USA Gymnastics? Yes. USA Gymnastics <laughs> might lose their um, position as an NGB. I just, I don't understand what's going to go in its place. Well, they'd have to create either a new one or completely revamp, I guess, USAG, which either way, they've needed this for a while where the rot has gone so deep, it's, you can't do any cosmetic cover-ups anymore. You can't just put new tile or whatever on it. You have to, like, actually take out the rot all the way down to the foundation and then build up from scratch. I think this has been coming. I I totally agree with you. I just don't understand, like, just dissolving what's rotten doesn't necessarily, like, I'm going to be very intrigued to watch the rebuild or the restructuring of what a new organization will look like. I mean, there's no guarantee that they're actually going to dissolve USA Gymnastics because they said the process has been initiated, but it's basically so that they can you know, look at what's going on and decide whether or not they actually need to create a new governing body or not. It's not necessarily that they are going to dismantle USA Gym. It's just, it's a possibility, which 
I, you know, who was looking at that and getting a lot of ideas and inspiration? Hope Solo. Right. Hope Solo, who has previously brought cases to the U.S. Olympic Committee asking them to investigate U.S. soccer as the NGB of soccer in the United States, is probably looking at that and being like, well, it's possible. It's very possible now. It's not theoretical anymore. So... There is precedent. Yeah. Although, you know, at the very least, we haven't seen that U.S. soccer has had the same level of rot and dysfunction that goes as deep as USA Gym has. Thank goodness. I don't, we don't know that for sure, obviously. But just what we know publicly, it doesn't seem as bad as that fucking shit show over there. I just... Governing bodies that are that powerful and that influential are just <sighs> corrupt by nature. Yeah. And especially been around this long. I mean, we started out talking about FIFA. Basically, this is the corruption episode. Barf. Um, Can you tell it's like the eve of <clears throat> voting day? Oh, my God. I'm just so stressed out. Yeah, I didn't do early voting. I'm going to go vote first thing in the morning tomorrow. Go get. Do my you have haircut. your plan? Yeah, I did my practice ballot and everything. So vote.org lets you, obviously, anybody who's listening to this, I don't know if we'll actually get this up before uh, voting happens. But if you go to vote.org and you enter your zip code, they let you do a practice ballot in your area so that you won't be surprised by any of the candidates or questions. That are being posed. So I did my little practice ballot and I read up on all the candidates and all the questions and I'm ready to go and then I'll get my hair cut and then I'll, you know, take a sleeping pill and just not watch the results come in. <laughs> That's too stressful. My God. I just, I'm just so stressed already. I know. All right. So that was our <laughs> super serious part of the podcast. For oh night. God, I need a drink. I already had my drinks. I, I know. Many of them. I really didn't want to drink tonight. <laughs> I don't want to drink until Thursday night. And if I don't even know if I want to drink Thursday night. Right. Let's let's not talk about the United States. Let's talk really quick about Australia. Let's talk about Australia and Anne O'Dong's uh what's her hashtag? Get on side. Get on side. I don't know that Anna Dong specifically made that hashtag, but yes. She is the Matildas, she is working, in my opinion. She is working on the bid from F Football Federation Australia to bring the Women's World Cup to her country in 2023. They're probably not going to be the only bidder. Uh, probably Japan is going to want to jump in their feet first, too. Which is, you know, they have a strong case for a bid, but... I would love to go to a World Cup in Straya. I love don't. It. They have spiders bigger than my face. Oh, my God. Did you see there was this news report about an Australian guy? When he was in university, he had a slug on a dare, and it, like, had these parasites inside of it, and it paralyzed him, and then eventually he died. Nope. First of all, don't eat slugs on a dare. Nope. Second of all... Australia, <laughs> please stop being full of you things know what, that want to kill you. 
paralyzing parasites aren't specific to Australia, but like snakes and spiders and like crocodiles and shit, they all are. And I, I know this stuff is like, it's, it's very unlikely to happen to you when you're in the city. So if you're going to see a World Cup game in Melbourne or Sydney or Canberra, it's, it's not super likely that you're going to get attacked by drop bears. But it would just be my luck, wouldn't it? Right. <laughs> to fucking go to a World Cup and be like, oh, you're in civilization. And then to get punched in the face by an emu. You, you That would happen to you. It would. I don't know why you're even entertaining the idea of going. I don't <laughs> know why you support this. To ostensibly, I was like, oh, I'm just leaving the country of the World Cup. And then when I get there, I'm like, haha, I escaped your tyrannical <laughs> post-capitalist nightmare in the United States. I'm staying here forever. Well, I mean, you can also marry an Australian. Yeah, yeah. Any that should that should be the other plan. Eligible Australian bachelorettes out there who don't mind, you know, um, a marriage of convenience. <laughs> do they? Do they? They have uh, equal marriage rights there, right? They legalized gay marriage uh, um, pretty recently. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so no, you'd be good. fine. Yeah. I cook okay. I'm pretty good at cleaning, except for the bathroom. <laughs> um, I can do a lot of small repairs around the house. I'm pretty quiet at night. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You're pretty quiet at night? Yes, I'm super quiet at night. I'm very sensitive to noise. I have that thing where like certain noises will just set me off. You know what I'm talking about, right? I told you what I, it was. I do, but I'm also trying to make a joke <laughs> about you being quiet at night. Are you trying to make a sex joke? I am. Oh, buddy. Go, uh, go, keep going with your dating profile. Keep anyway. going. And I love pets. So cats, dogs, horses, sheep, kangaroos, chooks. Love them all. What are chooks? Chickens. Oh, chickens. Chooks, yeah. See, I'm already down with the lingo, and I speak the language. Keep going. Now do it in Australian. So, anyone out there who's looking for a marriageable prospect, please email me. Please slide oh into Two Drunk Fans DMs. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot believe I'm part of this. <laughs> I'm desperate for healthcare. I'm desperate for healthcare for and to get out of the United care. States. Yeah. It does suck that like American movies and stuff will probably come to Australia much later, but you know what? By then, you know, Captain Marvel and Star Wars Episode Nine will be out, so I'll be fine. Dude, you know what you can also do is fucking travel back to the United States to watch movies. No, if I travel back to the United States, they might not let me out again. What are you talking about? Because the United States will be a totalitarian dystopian nightmare by then. Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry. <laughs> What's uh, the United States called in Handmaid's Tale? Gilead? Yes. Yeah. I gotta get ready for that. Sorry. You gotta get ready for Gilead? Yeah, there's a lot of prepping that needs to be done. You gotta start reading books where it teaches you, like, how to do crops and stuff. Like, what's the right season for planting which seeds? How to, like, weave things out of flax? I started watching that YouTube uh, channel that um, is, like, the where they build shit. Primitive 
life. Yes. Like, where you can build huts and things out of yes. like, caveman style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I've started watching that. Uh, speaking of Australia, W League is in full swing. Tell me about it. I've only really been following my team, Sydney FC, and I just want to say it looks like Savannah McCaskill is excelling for them. Danny Colaprico, too, although she's only really had one game before she got called away suddenly on national team duty. It's like, well, you know, I'm never going to get called up for the national team. Might as well go to the Australian W League. Psych! Psych! We're going to fly all the way around the world. McCaskill has looked very much like a good central playmaker. It um, seems like a, a role that she should play more prominently on any team that she's on. Huh, I wonder, what, what team does she play for in the NWSL? I don't know that we have time to talk about them right now. <laughs> uh, another regular shout out to Cloud9, who have kept up <laughs> with their weekly, like, they're basically like Martin Luther every single week going up and nailing their theses on the church door and being like, here are the reasons why. You they know, know how to be effective. We should you know? initiate the great schism of NWSL 2018-2019. Fucking some they, team. They know how to be fucking effective. I'm minute bitter. One minute, s'il vous plaît. I have no idea what you're saying now. I'm, I'm trying to practice my French. My oh, français. we're doing that this episode too? For next summer. This is a little bit of everything, huh? Yeah. A little bit of everything. Lanyap. That's Cajun French, not French French. I just wanted to close with uh, Doctor Who made a women's soccer shout out on their last episode, which I have not yet gotten to see in its entirety. I've only seen the clip where Yaz shouts out Siobhan Chamberlain. That's wild. And it's so much better than the only other like major women's soccer reference in a big pop culture show that I can think of, which is when... Uh, the Good Wife made fun of the Chicago Red Stars during WPS. There's also 30 Rock, which generally just made women's soccer the butt of its jokes. So fuck you, Tina Fey. <laughs> oh, man. The Good Wife was pretty bad because they were like, well, we should buy season tickets to something. And well, everybody was like, well, the only thing we can afford is Chicago Red Stars. I know. The way Diane was like professional women's soccer, I was like, excuse you, Diane Lockhart? I know you did not just say, like, Chicago professional women's soccer disdainfully, because, anyway. Yeah, she did. It's, it's whatever, the good, the good wife is over and the Chicago Red Stars are still here, so eat my butt. I mean, not tonight. <laughs> it's okay, it's juicy, it'll, it, it'll, oh, take. God. it'll keep. <laughs> it'll keep. Those of you who are looking for, for a wife in Australia, I just, just another, another thing for you to keep in mind. Very juicy. Your moist butt. <laughs> I wouldn't put it that way. I mean, I think juicy is a much better term for it. <laughs> juicy, moist butt. It, like, you've seen it right. It's not bad. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know where this evening has gone. For, for any takers out there, I promise <laughs> I'll try to do fifty squats a day <laughs> to keep it tight. <laughs> keep it tight for you. <laughs> That's it. Only fifty. What do you mean, only fifty squats? <laughs> 
Squats are hard. 50 squats a day? You do like 200 stairs a day now. Do I? Probably. I mean, yes, I live in a walk-up, and I also live at the top of a hill. That is keeping it tight. Right? I'm like, I've seen your place, and that is your entire workout right there. So, so yes, eligible Australian bachelorettes, I am ready. <laughs> after, well, you'll be ready in five years. Af, no, after the 2019 World Cup. Okay, so we have a year to yeah. find you an eligible bachelorette. You have that long to come courting. Get ready. I like uh, curry and barbecue. I was going to say ramen. I like movies about women who beat people up with swords and their fists. Um, I like animals and I like cheese. The stinkier, the better. I'm very simple, Gab. I'm a simple I know, woman. I know you are. I, this is why I can entertain you whenever you come to town. Mm. This is this is not not news to me, but I'm I'm appreciating this entire process. Maybe we should. It's better to list dislikes. I dislike smacking while eating. Um, I dislike racism and homophobia. Yes, racism, homophobia, transphobia. Did I say homophobia? <laughs> you did. <laughs> the phobias. I dislike those. I dislike people who are mean to servers and i dislike people who don't use their blinker in traffic when driving oh i i really hate people who honk unnecessarily like i literally like if someone honks at me from behind while i'm in a car i will i literally feel the urge to put the car in park and get out and go pick a fight i'm like oh you thought it was slow now well it's gonna be a lot slower now pal get out the fucking car so that we can have a discussion. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. I, I feel like you're a more complicated person than this. I'm a very complicated person. I have a really bad temper, but after about <laughs> 15 minutes, I'll cool off and be very repentant. I'm like Happy Gilmore that way. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever actually seen you upset. Really? I don't think so. Have I? Have I, I ever made you upset? No, not really. But Not really? I've gotten just... better at controlling my temper as I've gotten older. I think the only people who have really seen me like ready to throw down is it's that it's the Boston Armada that night that I almost picked a fight at Charlie's Kitchen. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Can you uh tell me that story? I haven't told you this story yet? I don't think so. Uh, so this was a couple years ago after games, the Boston Armada liked to go to Charlie's Kitchen sometimes, which is a local bar across the river from the stadium where the breakers would play. And the first floor is very, very narrow. The distance between the bar and the booths where people sit is very, very narrow. Um, okay. I was sitting at a chair at the end of the table while everyone was else in the, everyone else was in the booth. I think this was a Friday night, so very, very crowded. And some dude comes in with his girlfriend and is, like, literally just standing there blocking people from being able to get out and in of the bar. Like, a lot of, especially women, like, customers and servers, they cannot get past this dude. He's just standing there obliviously, you know, enjoying his fucking male privilege. So I got fed up and I <laughs> pushed my chair back into him, hoping he would, like, get the hint. 
And he reached out and flicked my hat off of my head. And you know me, I don't like being touched without permission. Yes. Um, even though I did start it. And so well. I just like scooted the chair back and I stood up and I was like, don't fucking touch me. And he's like, you know what you did. And I was like, you can't, you won't let anybody fucking pass you. Several women now have like literally stood there or tried to like move you or get past you. They can't fucking move. It's a popular Harvard Square bar on a Friday or Saturday night. And you're just standing there like with your thumb up your butt. Anyway. Was his thumb up his butt? Metaphorically, yes. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, one of the waitresses came over and had seen the whole thing and had obviously seen, like, her fellow waitresses, they can't fucking move past this guy because he refuses to move out of, like, the choke point. And she took my side and, like, the moment the waitress came over, I was like, oh, shit, it's the weekend. She already has enough to deal with. This place is crowded. I felt super bad about it. Um, the guy left and then I left her a nice big tip and nobody fought anybody. Well, you were super close. I, the nicest thing was I later found out everyone at the table in their motto, they were like, yeah, we were preparing to go. We were ready to back you up. And I was like, that's so nice, guys. That's so sweet. That's so lovely. Have you ever gotten into a bar fight? No, I want to get into a bar fight just once to see like what I'm made of. But... Well, so we're going to Zurich. Okay. Remember? Right. But that's not a bar fight. That's just me and Johnny and Ventino, like, outside of headquarters. Like oh, a, we were going to put you in an octagon. Like a Kill Bill showdown. Right. I'll get in a bar fight with you. Okay, thanks, pal. One, get- uh, one of these trips, what we can do is we can make it, like, a fundraiser. Uh-huh. And for different dollar amounts, we can insult each other. <laughs> and if anybody wants to give us, like, $1,000, we'll totally go below the belt and say the shit that... We shouldn't have ever even told each other. Wow. Just like dark shit that really hurts. Yeah. Yeah. The shit that like will break us. Okay. Like I'll, you could say shit to me that will just make me cry like, for a thousand dollars. The reason why you're so insecure about your relationships is. Oh God. Like deep dark shit. Oh my God. This is what your mother really thinks about you. Wow. All right, do you want to close out with some viewer questions? <laughs> sure. Okay. This has been such a happy episode. I know. Jason Anderson asks, what is the best item you've come home with from a night of enthusiastic drinking? I'll start. Do you know what my answer is? Sure. The best item I've come home with from a night of enthusiastic drinking is my dignity. <laughs> really? You've come home with that before? Yeah. So one night, uh, six or seven years ago, I, um, this is story time, by the way. Uh, I went to a fundraiser at a bar in town called Mississippi Studios. And it was, uh, like before soccer, I had a lot of, I had, before soccer, I had a lot of friends. Uh, before soccer, my <laughs> friends were a bit more like artistic musician types. Um, and this time uh, we were going to this fundraiser. It was like a commu- artist community fundraiser for this group that wanted to do a, sh- a show, like a musical, um, that they were writing and producing and putting on themselves, but they needed a bunch of money for. So a bunch of their friends donated all sorts of different things. Like there were paintings and lessons and like all sorts of different things up for auction at this thing. I continued to drink way, way, way too much. Again, this was like six or seven years ago. So, well, actually it was probably closer to eight or nine years ago. 
Um, so, you know, back when I used to drink a lot, uh, and I paid a ridiculous amount of money for two hours of an accordion player's time at an event of my choosing in the future. <laughs> oh, boy, accordion music. Notorious aphrodisiac. needless to say we had a house party like six months later and the accordion player played for two hours wow well you know deal's a deal right uh next year question at navgirl13 asks how do you choose decent tequila without breaking the bank um generally i find the clear like the um, silver tequilas tend to be better than, like, the gold tequilas for me. I mean, it might be a matter of taste. Honestly, there's probably good budget tequilas out there. I couldn't tell you what they are. When I want to drink straight tequila, I will splurge on Patron Silver. I don't drink tequila voluntarily. Uh, I will drink it if somebody buys it for me. Or if it's in a margarita. But I... Sorry. I'm not the person to be talking to about that. Right. Also, what is breaking the bank, right? Is that $30? $50? Like, I... Is it shots at a restaurant that are more than like 6 bucks? Yeah. Are you looking for margarita tequila? Um... When, you, when you sip tequila, do you sip it with ice cubes or without? I don't ever sip tequila. Either it's oh. a shot or a margarita for me. Do people sip people sip tequila? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's sipping tequila. That's a thing. Uh-huh. Okay. We've got um at McLeave four hundred. Why can't Lynn Williams make the roster even though she led the league in American goal scorers and others that had that made it had worse years? We need more run of play goals and she can provide that. I mean, I think often it comes down to Jess McDonald versus Lynn Williams when you're trying to pick who to add to kind of the fringes of that forward roster. And Jess McDonald's the one who's ma- who made it this time. And I can definitely see how you could argue for either her or Lynn. Do, y- do you have feelings about Lynn Williams? I do not. I have no feelings about Lynn Williams. Lynn Williams, as she plays for North Carolina, is like a high volume of shots produces some of her goals. I think call-ups have a lot to do with team chemistry, too. Yeah. I mean, so you look at shots for NWSL. Sam Kerr has 16 goals on 88 shots for this past season. Lynn Williams has 14 goals on 93 shots. And then right after her, Lindsay Horan has 13 goals on 50 shots. Lynn Williams is... Her problem is the way North Carolina plays, they generate so many chances for her. She can't help but score. Right. like It's at, just a numbers game. Look at Rachel Daly on uh, a substantially worse team. Not, not I'm not saying a bad team, but a substantially worse team than North Carolina. Rachel Daly has 10 goals on 52 shots, where Lynn Williams has 14 on 93 shots. That's not yeah. a great economy happening there. Yeah, I mean, she produces, she produces goals. She gets points for her team. She's just... <clears throat> efficiency uh, is something to talk about when you're having the Lynn Williams conversation. Efficiency is something to talk about when you're having a fucking courage conversation, but we're not doing that today because I have feelings. So if we just look at percentages, 
Rachel Daly has a 19% shot conversion rate, you know, goals over shots, not necessarily goals over shots on goal. And then Lynn Williams has a 15% shot conversion rate on a team that gives her chance after chance after chance after chance because of North Carolina's relentless style of play. It's just, they just pound the ball towards the goal. Do they? Do they just pound it? They do, just over and over and over and over, and it's relentless, and NWSL teams next year have to figure out what to do <laughs> against the courage. Yes, I like, would say you. You do. remember how two years ago, we every team had to figure out how to beat Laura Harvey? Mm-hmm. Like, Every team needs to figure out what to do with the courage because holy shit, they're just going to keep doing this. Yeah. How do you disrupt the courage's full press? Don't give them Kristen press. <laughs> so thanks for sending in your questions. I know it was late night, but we weren't expecting to record tonight. I was not expecting to get this loose on a Monday night at a softball victory party. I don't know how you how long you've been a gay lady, but the words that you just said don't make sense to me. Well, actually, the softball team is mostly Japanese guys. Oh. It's uh, affiliated with my local ramen shop. I don't know why I just assumed you were on a gay lady softball team. It's not an unfair assumption. <laughs> I, I legitimately, this entire time you've been talking about softball assumed you were on a gay lady softball team if i were on a gay lady softball team i wouldn't be advertising for australian brides i just that this is why i'm wondering why you went to a softball party and then what got drunk and then wanted to record a podcast when i'm sitting here going shouldn't isn't there other stuff you should be doing right now <laughs> like this has been my misunderstanding of the evening no. I had no idea that you played co-ed softball. Yes, it is a co-ed softball. I'm actually one of very few women on the team. All right, so we need to find you the gay lady softball league. And then you don't have to go to Australia. No, I don't mind going to Australia. Dude, well, fine, you then. know me. I've traveled. I've crisscrossed the country in the name of love. I'm a hopeless romantic. <laughs> you've You've crossed borders in the name of love. When you put it that way, it sounds awful. <laughs> it's not awful. It's romantic. It's not even the name of love. Just in the name of like the possibility of stuff. It's in the name of courage. And it's in the name of potential. And it's taking a chance. Yeah. You know what? I will say this for myself. Uh... No matter how often I get jilted, I'm always like, well, there's always next time. It doesn't make me turtle up emotionally. There you go. There you go. You are not an emotional turtle. <laughs> At least when it comes to dating. In any other aspect of my life, turtle <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> I am Raphael. I am a clam and I close shut I... and... No one and nothing is allowed back in. I live in a sewer. I only eat pizza. <laughs> My mentor is a human-sized rat. <laughs> you are a ninja turtle. Turtle, turtle, turtle. <laughs> Which one would you be if you were a turtle? Raphael, because he's the one with the worst attitude. I always liked Michelangelo because of the pizza. 
Well, Michelangelo, I always, I also sense he uses humor to cover up some of his deeper dysfunctions, which might also be me. <laughs> he was the one that was really good at using like the the trident knife things. No, no, no. Raphael used size. Okay. Oh, well, fine then. Michelangelo used nunchucks. I like the orange one. Donatello used the bow, and Leonardo used a katana. A stick. No, a katana. What's a katana? And a sword, a traditional Japanese sword. I like the guy with the nunchucks. That's Michelangelo. Oh, I like the guy with the nunchucks. Nun nunchucks. Nunchucks. The nunchucks. <laughs> nunchucks for you um, i can't believe you play co-ed softball you sound so betrayed <laughs> just this whole time i thought that you were playing gay lady softball no that's uh that's that's soccer <laughs> that's why i play soccer we we, we gotta get you into gay lady softball yeah that's what i play recreational soccer for yeah when i have we, time for but we got to get you into gay lady softball. It's fine. It's fine. I'll find my bride-to-be in Australia. Oh, well, you'll find your bride-to-be who listens to this podcast. Ooh, that would be weird. Right? Can you imagine meeting someone like, yeah, I listen to you on the podcast. You want to, you know. I mean, you got recognized like six times while you were in Portland Once. for the final. Once. Well, it was like six times. By my voice, I got recognized a couple times, I guess. It's because you don't put your face out there. Yeah, for a reason. If you put your face out there, imagine how much How much less booty you have. Have. <laughs> If you put your adorable face. little face out there, we should we should we should uh get you some glamour shots. Glamour shots. I can go to Sears and get the like Sears is going out of business. You better go while you can. Well, if they're going out of business, then I can get um, uh, a discount. Yeah, discount glamour shots. Your parents would be so proud. Nothing says romance like discount glamour (laughs) shots. Nothing says hunting for romance like discount glamour shots. My mom would be proud. She's like, oh, you got these on sale? Good job. I'm just saying. I have have plans. I can help you with these things. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a fine, catch me a catch. We gotta get you into a gay lady softball league. <sighs> gay lady softball league, plus associating your photo online with your personality, plus glamour shots equals a match. Oh my god. This has been one drunk fan and one drunk yenta. <laughs>